The following podcast features discussions of an adult nature. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Aftercare. My name is Lauren Victoria, your favorite kink princess, and it's it's been a minute, hasn't it? Um, I'm so excited to sit down and talk with y'all. There's been some absolutely amazing, amazing moments in my life as of late, and I am really excited to share all of them with you. Um, it's been a time of healing. It's been a time of therapy. It's a time of medication and drinking our water and generally just trying to be a better person every day. It is definitely hard. I don't recommend it and it's awful, but I could not be happier with where I am right now with my life. Um, I've been on some amazing dates. I've been kicking ass at work. Um, I honestly just can't wait to share all of this with you. Um, I have also been dealing with a really rough separation of a friendship and a, well, we broke up like six months ago and um, we've we've been on really great terms and we've been super friendly lately, but we've we've decided to take a take a break from each other because um, we've just we realized we were making the separation on ourselves harder. So sit back, relax. We're gonna keep it short and sweet today. But I really want to share with all of you what's going on in my life. Um, I am going on dates, you guys. So I am on the quest for a daddy dom. Um, any of you that are into the kink or BDSM community know this is quite the feat. It is difficult. It is lots of talking, lots of negotiating. Unfortunately, lots of disappointment and... Uh, kind of exhausting no it's absolutely exhausting um there's been some really good contenders out there um but I'm having a hard time and I think I've been having a hard time dating and trying to get back out there because I'm still very much in love with my with my ex-partner um you've heard me talk about him on here before all my friends and family have heard me talk about him it's been a process and you know five six years ago I would have been like damn girl you need to get over that you are losing your shit and now I'm realizing like you know what I'm allowed to take the time that I need to heal and and make sure I'm okay with who I am um so I wanted to read you guys my poem that I wrote for him um it's on my Instagram so I have I have I have you know where most people have their like their professional and their their hoe Instagram I my main Instagram that I use is, is a hoe Instagram. I, I, I don't know how to not be hoe. It's just my vibe. Um, but my second Instagram, uh, at Lauren Victoria writes is all poetry that I put out. Um, it's, you know, it's helped me through everything from breakups to divorces to miscarriages. It's, it's been a really big part of my life. Um, the past year or so in in terms of dealing with trauma. So I wanted to read you something that I wrote for this individual, and it's called Never. Um, This I put out on Valentine's Day. Um, And at this point, we had already been broken up probably about four months. And I I felt so much relief, so much... The weight was off my shoulders when I put this out into the universe because I knew he was going to see it. 
and I knew I was going to be able to communicate my feelings to him without having to say the words. He would just understand from reading my poetry, and it was very freeing. It was definitely the coward's way out, but I like to I like to say that it was more the the artist's way out. Um, that makes me feel a little bit better. So, I'm gonna read you this poem. Uh, it's not very long. It's called Never, and I put this out on February 14th of 2021. And a lot of my poetry is pretty much meant to be performed. Um, out loud. I feel like a lot of my tone and reflection really helps the message come across. But to be fair, I, I am an actor. I just can't take it out of my body. I can't take it out of my blood. Um, so when I write anything, I, I mean for it to be performed out loud. Nothing that I write down on a page is meant to stay silent and quiet on a page for anyone. I need it to be loud. I need it to be in your face. I need it to be something that is inescapable and unavoidable. And for me, that is what this one, and maybe I'll read you another one, who knows, who knows, um, is all about. But anyway, this is called Never. And uh, here we go. <sighs> I'm waiting for this dull pain to vanish. I'm searching for a shortcut of some kind, something to take me to the finish line where my heart doesn't beat a little faster whenever I think about you. I found myself praying for the first time in years, and I don't know who I'm praying to, but I know I'm going to bed each and every night praying to stop loving you. I'm looking for excuses to reach out to you, a silly joke, something flirtatious, perhaps a bit clever. Anything to remind you I'd be here if you wanted me to. I'm faking indifference. <laughs> No, I don't care. No, I don't need to hear your voice. No, I don't need to kiss you just one more time. I'm pretending that I haven't Googled plane tickets. Wanting to make love in some hotel room like we used to and ruin some of our favorite songs. I'm rehearsing silly conversations we'll never have. The ones where you show up at my door unannounced and instead of shattering my heart this time, it's with an apology in hand. I never wanted to love someone like this. I didn't even think it was a possibility. I promised myself I would never look foolish in front of you again. And, and yet, that's, that's all I can do. I wasn't supposed to love you. You were never supposed to end up. We were never supposed to end up where we were. You were never supposed to kiss me the way you did. I was never supposed to fit in the palm of your hand so perfectly. This was never supposed to disrupt my existence. And yet I find myself wondering if I could even exist now without you. I feel so fucking weak for even thinking that. I don't know how to quit you. I don't know if I could. How can you forget someone who knows you better than you know yourself? Someone who speaks the language of your soul so fluently. Someone who has memorized each curve of your body and has seen every part of your soul completely exposed. I remember standing next to the ocean with you. Dreading the ride home, knowing each second of silence as usual was you slipping further and further away from me. I remember waking up with you. Dreading your eyes adjusting to reality, knowing when you woke up in the morning, you'd use that clarity to keep searching for the faults in our attachment. Each minor mistake held your desired potential for the end, always fearing the possibility of failure 
making self-sabotage an art form. I tried to show you I loved you. I wanted to be what you needed even though I could never be what you deserved. I'm sorry that I couldn't do that the right way for you. I always knew I would fail you. I guess I just didn't expect it to happen so soon. I hope you find what you're looking for. And I'm sorry you couldn't find it with me. Well, guys, that was a piece that I wrote this past February. Um, and, you know, what's crazy is I, I read that post and I... I I know that those feelings are there and I know that that heartbreak is there and I know, you know, that is my truth. I, I, I read these words that I wrote and, you know, they're just as, they're just as truthful as they were then. But to not be consumed by my grief, to not be consumed by my, my selfishness anymore, to not be consumed by my affection and obsession for, for this individual anymore is, is just the best thing that I could have ever asked for. I have done, no, you all know me. I, I love me some therapy and I always, I always recommend it very highly to people, but I, I found the right therapist at the right time. And I stopped trying to therapize others at the right time. Anyone that knows me has heard me say my famous line, which is my life is not the setting for men's coming of age stories. You don't get to set up camp in my heart and work on yourself and build yourself up and then break me down, And which is what I have unfortunately found is what a lot of men that have come into my life have done. And I think that's where I find, you know, as now as I'm looking for a new daddy, new dom, um, that's where I'm struggling a lot with because I'm so determined to never be taken advantage of again. And, you know, the person that took advantage of me, I won't say that they did it maliciously. I, I don't think that they're capable of being malicious towards me. But, you know, emotional abuse can be unintentional. I think there's a lot of things that we do that aren't necessarily emotionally abusive. Maybe, that, maybe that's too harsh. But it's very easy to manipulate other people. And I think I see it a lot in romantic partners. I think I see it a lot with unfortunately cis, like cis white men it's it's very easy to go along with behaviors that have always benefited you in in other relationships you know what i mean and to take them and apply them to the person you're currently seeing well now that being said i think i'm ready to close this chapter of my life with this individual uh he and i had a very good conversation last night which is basically we want to be friends we love each other we're always going to have a part of each other but there's no way that he can continue to stay in my life without taking from me and he doesn't want to do that anymore and i you know see says stuff like that and it just makes me love him more and and that's infuriating and it makes me feel weak and it makes me feel like i i'm giving into something i know i shouldn't be giving into um but honestly loving someone feels good it honestly feels good. It feels good to have hope and love and laughter in your heart. Um, even, unfortunately, if it's not always reciprocated. And I'm sure there's a whole daddy issues thing that goes along with that. But, you know, no, 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 more important, more important here. Um, I'm obsessed with my job. I literally cannot speak highly enough about my company. Um, I won't name names because, you know, I, I want to keep my job and who knows what I've said on my podcast, on our podcast or, or in my, my personal life is 
possibly incriminating. Who knows? I'm always afraid. Um, I work for one of the largest cannabis companies in the United States. Uh, big company. You've heard it. Rhymes with easy. It's fantastic, you guys. I, I am waking up every day absolutely thrilled <laughs> like thrilled to go in this this past weekend i i could only think about work like all weekend i was like i i had two dates and i was like oh i want to go to work and i was hanging out at home with my family and i was like oh i want to go to work I, I i love my job they are putting so much trust in me they're they're confident in my abilities which makes me confident in my abilities um it's absolutely fantastic i I'm waking up every day with this sense of pride and this sense of joy, um, something that for so long I thought that I wasn't going to be able to get. Um, working in sex work was really was was really a a very powerful, really benefit it really beneficial experience for me um, for quite some time. Um, but then when it turned into a whole that whole revenge porn situation, y'all remember that. Um, you know, I, I left on a very sour note, and I was worried for a long time um, that me, you know, leaving my OnlyFans life and me, you know, I'm not collaborating with anyone anymore. I was really worried that it was gonna, you know, I was gonna stay in that depression spiral forever. Um, and I and I didn't stay there. I found this job um, where I kind of applied for a whim. I was like, you know what? I gotta be honest, I'm a little overqualified for this position, uh, just based on my education and my abilities. Um, but I applied for it and you know what they did? They turned around and said, dude, you're overqualified for this position, but we want you to do more. So working with them, I've got the chance to take on all these different roles that I would have never, I would have never hoped for. And it's all in the spirit of promoting, um, employee wellness and supporting the operation and supporting, um, you know, retail efforts. And, and I cannot stress how much I love every single person I work with. A lot of youthfulness, a lot of vibrancy. Um, not very many people I work with are over the age of 30. I want to say like a handful, but almost no one is over 40. Um, so they're, they're not corporate washed up, sad moby people they're young they're vibrant they're excited these are people who go into work every day and honestly give a fuck about what they do and it's absolutely addicting it's infectious it makes me give a fuck about what i do and i like i, I love them so much and they, they they i've never been fulfilled by a job even when i was working um like at sex shops or as a sex educator that was fun i definitely had a purpose i felt like i was uh, definitely engaging with the people I wanted to engage with. I felt like I was educating those who I wanted to educate. But this is pretty much, I mean, this business grows overnight, right? <laughs> Plants, cannabis, it's a joke. Um, and it's constantly evolving. It's constantly changing. And this company gives back to the communities. This company gives back to its employees. This company has already brought me so much happiness and so much joy. And I, I makes it makes you want to do better for them. It makes you want to work harder for them. Um, I do have a moderately big crush on two guys that I work with, but it's okay because they're beautiful and they both have girlfriends. And I am a I am a respectful young lady occasionally, and uh, I'll just keep that in mind. But to focus on some dating stuff, so I've been dating here and there. There's been a few contenders, as I mentioned. Um, 
So one guy, uh, he's in his 40s. He's beautiful. He has perfect curly hair. He lives in LA. Um, I think he's a Capricorn. Yeah, he's a Capricorn. Um, fantastic. Beautiful. I could easily see myself dating him and being in love with him. He's the perfect amount of dominant, um, but very gentle. Uh, he's amazing. Um, the only problem is he lives pretty far and we're both very busy people. So sustainability wise, hard to imagine. Um, and then there's another guy, which Forrest, remind me to tell you about them. Uh, we actually used to work together. Um, he was my lead at a certain company. Um, and been on a few dates with him. And it's, I, I highly recommend, if you've never dated someone that you're like, you have an existing friendship with, it can be risky. But honestly, I think the reward trumps the risk go out with a friend go out go out with him because it's so comfortable he took me to benihana we got all cute we made out in the car it was beautiful it was fantastic and now it's like okay worst case scenario um he's still gonna be my friend you know what i mean like he's fantastic he has beautiful thick hair he's perfect oh i cannot speak highly enough about him um but yeah we did used to work together so that was very interesting then there is another gentleman um, who actually survived a game night with my family. We all got together, those of us who had been vaccinated, I think like one, two, three, four, five, seven of us. And we had some carne asada, we had potato salad and mac and cheese and played Pictionary and Cards Against Humanity. And I was like, you know what? Second date, bet, come with me to my aunt's house. And he showed up and played and engaged. Um, it, I think I'm the first person to ever bring a black man home to my family. So that was interesting, but they were all very well behaved and didn't say anything awkward. Like I voted for Obama. So that was very helpful. Um, and then, then you guys, I had a date yesterday, Sunday, and I didn't expect the date to go like this. He came out to my house. He's from the Temecula area. He came out to my house to visit. And <laughs> we hit it off. And it looks like I'm going to be spending some time in Temecula. Because he is perfection. You guys, I cannot. I cannot. It was fantastic. He's amazing. We watched Crazy Stupid Love. We made out in my room. It was fantastic what a what a just amazing time i've been having getting to know myself through dating getting to know other people through dating um i did have a really scary interaction where this guy that i met on tinder brought me lunch one day really sweet um but he was really physically aggressive in the car and he didn't like when i said no to him he didn't like when i said hey don't make out with me in my work parking lot uh he got really defensive and really mean about it um so i I got really brave and I said in a message, well, I said in a message, hey, you don't seem to understand consent. You didn't like it when I said no. And I don't feel like I can say no to you. And that makes me unsafe. And he was like, well, you know, I just, I can't hold back when I'm kissing someone. And I was like, you know what? It is a wise man that does not argue with fools. So I, I didn't even, like, I wasn't going to give him the satisfaction of having a dialogue. I wasn't going to let him plead his case because he had already made me feel unsafe and I didn't owe him a second chance. He made me feel unsafe. I didn't owe him anything. 
and it was really refreshing to to be able to to know that was my like that was my truth I don't owe you fucking anything and I guess I've said that to myself before but I've never really believed it until I said it to him where it was you don't understand consent I felt unsafe I couldn't say no to you comfortably the power that came with being able to demonstrate my own value and my own knowledge of myself was absolutely insane. I, I have never felt so fucking powerful in my life before. And I think that is, that's the message I would, I would hope you take from all my rambling and my nonsense is go out and live your unapologetic self. Be who you are. Stand up for who you are stand up for what you believe in it's it's incredibly hard to stay angry and to stay up to date and to stay in the loop with all of the world that is happening and i know it sounds listening to my little romantic dalliances sounds so trivial in comparison to you know the world that's outside of our door but i'm happy and i i said it when we had the beautiful savannah on here you know it feels like a dream to be happy and your brain will kind of try to do that thing where it, it tries to convince you that you don't deserve um the happiness or it doesn't it tries to convince you that you don't deserve the things that make you feel good it wants you to feel guilty your brain your brain is like the u.s government it does not want you to succeed <laughs> you know what i mean um so like every day when you're living with confidence when you're living with love in your heart when you're living with love in your heart for yourself um, that's the bravest thing you can do. The bravest, like, I had a conversation with my friend recently about how he, he is bisexual, but he hadn't come out to anyone, and he kind of said it in a way, where he was like, well, it's just not your business. It's no one else's business. And I realized how that applies to so many things. Like, I'm, I'm an open book. All my friends know me. They all know who I'm fucking. They all know what I'm eating. They all know if I'm sleeping or not, because that's who I am. But the comfort that my friend displayed when he told me, he's like, it's no one else's business. And he wasn't rude about it or anything when I inquired. He was just very matter of fact. It's my sexuality is no one else's business. And for me, I always thought I wasn't queer enough or I didn't want to be straight. I didn't want people to think I was straight. I was very adamant. Like, you're going to know who I am and what I like in my community and what I represent. And like that's fine. Let's all fly the rainbow flag. Let's all speak up for queer rights and queer justice. But this individual can do that at this and at the same time, you know, um, Oh, I don't even want to say that. Concert, do, hmm. You know what I mean? The, he he didn't. He doesn't need to be as seen and heard as I am. He found his peace in just knowing his own truth. And for me, I, I think I want to adapt more of that. I want to stop saying who I am, and I want to start showing more people who I am. And it, it's crazy that, you know, I've I've never had career fulfillment I don't understand what that is but the the joy that I have found and the purpose that I have found in working has kind of given me a little bit of that strength where it's like I don't have to prove myself to you I don't know you exp an explanation it's like when that guy got really handsy with me in the car after bringing me lunch you know I don't owe you shit I don't owe you an explanation I said no no is a complete sentence 
doesn't mean convince me. <sighs> so it's been great, y'all. I'm excited. I think my life is kind of where it's always been. It's always supposed to be. Um, I I am gonna let you go. I promise. But I I do want to read you one more thing I wrote. Let's let's pull something from from last year. Let me see. Um, okay, from a year ago today. Well, give or give or take. Give, this is from April seventeenth, twenty twenty, and this is from when I thought I was able to. I was able to heal in the same environment that made me sick. This was me being in love with someone that didn't want to be in love with me. And I was, I was trying to make him love me. So I'm glad I'm not this person anymore. I'm glad I know who I am. I'm glad I have my own sense of self and my own goals and my dreams. But I look back at this person here a year ago and I'm grateful for her. I'm grateful for the growth. I'm grateful for her naivety. I'm grateful for her optimism. Um, and this is called No More Walls by me and Laura Victoria. This type of love is destabilizing. And that's a word I've never used before. I've built up these walls to keep out the ones who have hurt my heart to keep out the ones that could hurt my heart. Even having potential is just as deadly to me. And it's lonely here on the other side, looking at these walls every single day. They are gray and dull, but they protect me. There's no life on this side, just isolation and fear. I think I've wanted for a very long time to watch them fall and crumble. For the first time, I think I've made a different type of mistake. Surprisingly, one I've never made before. I fell for someone kind. For someone with the sun in their heart. For someone with the ocean in their eyes. For someone who makes me laugh until my ribs hurt. For someone who showed up. The walls crumbled the night our lips touched. Your lips parted and out came the taste of freedom. Your hands held my waist and I felt clarity. I don't know when it happened or why it happened, but at some point in the midst of a thousand kisses and your fingers drawing lines on my back, I knew there was no turning around. I knew I should have walked away, deleted your number, blocked your view, stopped taking cute pictures for you, stopped trying to make you see me in ways that I was comfortable with. I knew those walls were demolished for good. I had a moment of uncertainty recently, holding the future of this story in my hands, fearful of everything that it would mean. And I didn't even bother to think about myself. I would be fine. Everything would be fine for me. I can make it work. I'm fucking tough. I was fearful of what it could mean for you. The opportunities it would erase, the experiences it would take away, the type of life I would be stealing from you when all I want is for you to shine. How could I be the one placing you in the shade? I surprised myself with this train of thought. But isn't this whole love thing supposed to feel like that? I've torn down the walls and exposed every vein and I don't hate it yet. I've said more than I should have. I've felt more than I wanted to. I crave you constantly when I shouldn't. How can I be so devoted to something that isn't mine? 
Sure, I I don't understand what they mean when they say, don't give so much of yourself. But I've only given away everything that felt right to me. I love without expectation. I love without ideation. I love only with the truth that I possess and the knowledge I have that I will never regret telling someone how I feel. I will never be ashamed of the intensity of my soul. Those walls came down and released a force to be reckoned with. I never knew this person inside me existed. I'm brave. I'm shy. I'm fearless. I'm cautious. I'm trusting. I'm free. I am balanced. And my dear sweet listener, I think that's all we can hope for is some some semblance of balance, some 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 type of balance, right? We have to balance the good and the bad, the stressful and the carefree. I'm trying to find balance in my life constantly, and I think I think I'm getting there, you guys. I think I'm reaching that. Well, Thank you so much for joining me for an episode of Aftercare. I have, I have needed this. I am grateful for your presence in my life. You bring me joy. You bring me love. You bring me consistency. And, and sometimes that's all a girl can hope for, you know? You guys show up for me. Forrest shows up for me. And I'm, I'm bad. I'm bad at reciprocating and returning the favor. But I'm going to get better. Because that's all we can do is keep trying to get better. Thank you guys for joining me. You have an amazing week. And remember how important aftercare is. Constantly. Always be thinking that. Aftercare is so important. You make out real hard. Aftercare. Get the shit beat out of you by your partner consensually and romantically. Aftercare. You have a really bad argument. Aftercare. Aftercare, y'all. Thank you for for being with me. Thank you for being with us. We love you. Um, Have a great, great day. Go do amazing things. Go stick lubricated things in your butt. Stay curious. Stay calm.